welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller. And I'm Mark Hyde. And on today's episode, we're going to be diving in as in Christ alone, do all religions lead to God? Do all of them do or do all of them don't? I, I That's don't really a good know. question. Well, we're going to come on, come come along and find out, I guess. Wow. <laughs> you almost had it. We almost nailed it. Here we go. Let's go. <laughs> I threw myself off with all the, the so do-do's and don't-don'ts. Nailing it. We haven't nailed an intro in, oh, well, I, I guess technically time. three recording sessions. Because last week... Yeah, um, so this is like, what, week five we, or week four? We last haven't. week turned into uh, Mark and the Fullers on the couch drinking coffee and talking till it was way too late. Oh, I think it was, what, almost 12 o'clock, I think, before nah, you left? I got home before midnight because... Well, yeah, you're only four minutes on the road. I think That's it was true. like... I think it was like, like 11.30. Maybe, yeah, 11.30, 1145. But we, we had the first episode. Episode and you know I love you, Janiel, but we're gonna throw you under the bus again. So Janiel always gets us off topic because we up there getting our coffee, we get no, our refresh. No, hang on, wait, wait. And she just opens up cans of worms. Let's let's be honest, right? No, it's my fault. It's so easy <laughs> to throw a squirrel out in front of you and you just chase it. That's true. <laughs> that is true. But no, we we're talking about Janiel and and the work she's doing with uh with the, yeah. the foot, foot, footprint footprints dance studio, right? Yep, yep. Where the girls go. And to then dance. we talked about family life, kids, and. Dude, do you remember the the question I asked you? We might have to have this real talk conversation on the podcast. It was, what's your biggest fear Ah, as a parent? Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah. You did ask that. That And Beth looked at me and went, well, what's yours? And I'm like, woman, it is midnight. We going to open this can of worms. Time to go to bed. Sorry, I'm sleepy. (laughs) So we talked about, I mean, obviously, Beth and I have those conversations a lot with with our kids and, and the idea of. You know, how do we raise them in such a way where, yes, it's got honoring, but at the same time, you know, you, you got to do good in school. Like, you can't, I just love Jesus, and you got to be good at algebra, too. Like, you know. Well, do you? No, not really. <laughs> you really don't. I'm just going to play devil's advocate I will that. say, okay, so in high school, was there a class where you actually were sitting in that class and went, I may use this one day? Because, you know, that's the biggest joke. We got math. I mean, obviously history, you and I both enjoy history, but like math and science and all these different things. Were you ever sitting in class going like, hmm, that's going to be good for no, my future. Pretty much when I was in oh, high school. Wait, there's a spider on the table. Where? Right there. There's a spider on her. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Is it a dead one, though? It is now. It was dead well, before. Bam. It was dead one. <laughs> We're Smack per- that mug. Professionals here. Smack that mug with my flip-flop. But, but either way, so was there a class where you're like, uh, man, I don't I'm really so. going to use this? I don't think so. I don't think I ever had a class where I really thought that. Uh, I have used a lot of what I've learned in school in my adult life, but never really thought, sat in school and like, hey, I might use this someday. Really, okay, I was just so trying to make it through. You're just trying to make it through. Well, remind me, because I'm trying to remember all the details. Because you were homeschooled yeah. for a while. Yes, he's to get degrees, man. Did you graduate as a homeschooler? Yeah. So I graduated Do you have early. like a high school diploma or something? Heck yeah, I do. What does it say on it? Fuller Christian Academy. Does it really? Heck yeah, it does. <laughs> and guess where my kids go to school now? Fuller Christian Academy. Second generation. Sponsored by Boom. the Fullers. Boom. <laughs> Sponsored by Fuller Christian Academy. <laughs> nah, no one else I'm going to make a little sponsorship that says Fuller Christian Academy now. <laughs> this episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast is sponsored by the Fuller Christian Academy. <laughs> it's not real, but it's real to the Fuller. It is real. And I mean, it is. Tra- not, I mean, like, they bro, can't go to bro, it. Bro, there's transcripts. They, they could go true. to it. They kind of could. could sign up. Yeah, they could sign up. Sign, sign your kids up for full. Sorry, Janiel, you just have a second business to run. Well, now. I'm just gonna say it. It's very hard to get in. 
high standards. I mean, first standard number one. Your last name's got to be Fuller. I mean, that's number one standard. And then number two is got to come from. And then number two, you get the fruit of your loins. Yeah, exactly. So it's very high standards here. So could it be any Fuller? Like, could your 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 uh, or can you can the cousins get in? Well, yeah, because that sure, could be an not? interesting conversation. Yeah, sure, why not? I think legally here in the state of Indiana, they 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 can technically. I think. Um, I don't know. I do know. So over in Northwest Indiana, when we were still living over there, um, there was like a transitional year. And so in that transition, my brother went to quote unquote homeschool with some friends of ours. Sure. They were, I mean, they're all brilliant kids. Like these are all brilliant kids, but John to finish up one of his school years during whatever, I don't don't remember what the transition year was or whatever it was, but mom pulled him out of the Christian school we were at and he finished up homeschooling with this family and yeah. then just then yeah. we, i think we moved right after that they, i don't remember all the details it's uh yeah it's called i think they call it pods it's a it's a pod which the, i mean there's co-ops it. like there's co-ops yeah, all over well the yeah there's co-ops but these are called like you could, you could have like a homeschool pod which is like huh. other kids that are not in your immediate family that i did not know that yeah yeah it's interesting you learn a lot when you go to a homeschool convention you're like wow this this is pretty interesting. That's really so, interesting. Anyway, so, but so you never were like, yeah, I'm going to use this. You're just like, nah, no, let's just no, get through. I just, yeah, just C's and D's, get degrees, baby. You know it, bro. Except for I don't have no degree. So I guess they don't always. You got a diploma, though. <laughs> I do. All right. But what about you? Did you ever sit in a class and go, hey, I'm going to use this? Yeah. Yeah. I intend. Okay. So, well, two things. Of course you did, Mark. Well, of course you did. There was, okay, so I intentionally, my junior, senior year, like, we had some electives or whatnot, and there weren't very many at a Christian wait, school. Wait, 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 you can't call an elective like you're going to use it. Come on now. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is the fact of I made sure I didn't choose the electives that would give me a lot of homework. Like, I didn't do physics because that was going to be a lot of homework. I did do trigonometry and calculus, and somehow I got, like, an A in trig, but I think that was because we were all so who, dumb. The bell curve bumped us all up. I was going to say, who were you sitting by that was real smart? You were ben cheating Von off of. Bergen. <laughs> ben, ben, if Ben Von Berg is listening, homeboy got me through calculus. Oh, that's funny. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, they, he carried the team on his back. Ben Von Bergen carried me on his back through trigonometry <laughs> and calculus. But I intentionally chose to do um, a year because I got older. I'm like, this, this, this could actually do something. But the biggest one was actually um, computers and computer programming. I chose to do those over, because back then, this is funny, you have to do a foreign language, right? For sure. part of your school oh, education. Yeah. So Two years. Back then, computer was considered a language. Oh, I didn't and realize so that. And so I took two years of computer to fulfill my language requirements. <laughs> I don't know if they still do that or it's not, because like, it really is. Let me talk to you. Zero, but, one, but, zero, zero, but one, man, one, zero, so, zero, one, zero, one. <laughs> like the basics was like basic HTML, which I still use at this day. I mean, I, use, sure. I live it in all day. But um, we designed websites so much differently than we did back in like 2009, 2008. But the other one was the computer so programming, and I had to use like Microsoft Visual something plus plus uh C++, Microsoft Visual Basic, something like that. And I had to actually like code out these programs. But the the teacher literally was like, here's your assignment. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing with this. And this was before like, you know, the power of Google and all these different things. Google was there. But I remember going to the library going, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Can I like rent a book? And nope. And so he would look at us and be like, basically, you idiots. And then like give us the answer. And I'm like, great. And then I'd struggle for another week. And then I'd be like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and then I would try and try and try. And his, his, his idea of teaching was, here's your assignment, figure it out. I'm like that. Mm-mm. So I, I, I got through he the class, t- but I did you, not get through the assignments like I was you, supposed to. But you missed the whole lesson he was really trying to teach you. 
learn to figure it out like work the problem problem solving skills my friend oh, well i mean that's true but you when, got a prop that's the thing you took but, away but from school how are we supposed you to problem solve, solve without a book or a curriculum or like the google it was just like here's the program know. do it i'm like i don't know what Listen, i'm doing here I, i'm pretty sure i've talked to you about clients that don't give you nothing and say hey design this for me well what do you want i don't know well that's true I don't that's know. people skills but see, this is more of no like, that's problem solving see he already taught it to but you it's Those almost like skills. it's like a guy throwing you onto you a machine before you were mechanic that said fix that you're like i don't even what are my tools? Listen, what tools am I supposed to use? You have a very How specific to set of it? skills. And with these skills, you will hunt down <laughs> and code anything. <laughs> Goodness. I mean, so I did learn stuff from that class, but I intentionally took those classes. I'm like, you know what? We're going into the computer era. I have a feeling. So I'm going to take that over foreign languages because everyone says they stop. Like, you know, like it's great to know Spanish and French and German, whatever. But when you stop using it, you lose, you it. lose it. So Mostly. I was like, I might as well try to figure out something with computers while I'm here. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what I did. All right. Well. Uh, what coffee are we? Oh yeah, coffee, coffee. We're drinking the Tacoa. That was a very awkward transition. The Tacoa Brazilian. Oh, okay. So single origin. This is some strong stuff. You think everything it I, is? That's listen, true. Okay. So, hey, Sabrina, right, tell me every time I say this is strong stuff. In okay. The so, of our so here's the thing, right? The the recommended coffee to water ratio for drip, right? Right. Right. Is right. Is, right. Is two spoons, two of the little tea or tablespoons, right? The little tablespoon cuppers. To, to every cup, right? So two okay. tablespoons to every cup. Dude, this is a 12-cupper, and I put 11 tablespoons but in it. But check this out, so though. I, I cut it in half and then added a little less. Well, You're like, because, it's so strong. Because when you make 12 cups, the ratio actually plummets. I think you're supposed to make the same equivalency once you hit eight. It doesn't really go up anymore. I no, feel like. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. It does. It, it it definitely does. See. Look at look it up. In my grinder, I actually just like I, I have it the dialed in is, how I do the it. The problem is, is you drink you drink water that has a slight no, coffee flavor not. to it. No, that, it that's does what you not. Make, bro. So no, but, but so I got my I got my uh, coffee grinder and I have it set so whenever I make four cups of coffee, I set it at three. But then I because the four cupper is too too much, like it makes it the equivalent of what would be six. And then so I like I tune up the time a little bit. So I grind it at setting number forty for fifteen seconds. Four cups of uh, well, four cups on the you know filler jig, which just equals two like one cup for me and a cup for Beth, and it's like perfect every time. I have got it yeah. dialed in. So, so I always but I'm do, drinking Mexican high ground right now. Yeah, I always drink one less from New Orleans, one less uh, tablespoon than I am cups of coffee. So every cup you're supposed to have two tablespoons. I only do one, and then I do one less. And see, I never make more than like maybe six. And, and, and once you get above like if I make a cup for me, cup for Beth, I have that dialed in so good. But when I have to make like six cups of coffee or eight cups of coffee, I don't have it dialed in. See, really well I yet. think this is like. Perfect. It's it's great it's though. Perfect. It is a great sipping coffee. But you always every every week it's like, man, this is so strong. <laughs> it cracks me up, man. Because it's nice and, and thin. then you make coffee, and I'm like, this is some weak water. This is some water with so coffee. So basically, flavoring. what you're hearing is Fuller makes it right, and I make it like it's vitamin water, where the flavor just like farts into it. <laughs> that's, that's basically what it comes that's down to, right? Funny. <laughs> I make vitamin water for coffee, dude. Speaking coffee oh, water is what you make. I was gonna say, speaking of coffee, we had a really interesting post inside the Facebook group today. They said, okay, so we know you guys are all about the nice, like, bougie coffees or whatnot. Oh, But yeah. what about gas station coffees? And I thought this was such a great question that we got to talk about on air. So is, oh, you got Waterloo? Oh, yeah. That's, I, I, that's the lemon stuff. The lemon lime. Ooh, I just had uh, the, the orange cream the other day. That was very yummy. This, it's about as strong of a Sprite flavor as your coffee. <laughs> 
He's like, that's fair. That's it's, fair. So it's an, it's enough for the bougie people is what I'm hearing. So, Del- but well, you have very delicate taste. We'll, I do. We're gonna I, say delicate. We're gonna say delicate. That's taste. the nicest way of saying you little wimpy little punk. That really comes down to your taste buds are delicate. No, yes, they is. You just it, they're fragile. All right. They just <laughs> there's a very fine balance between just like too my, much and not enough, and it's just they're delicate. Just that's like okay. my emotions. You're like a flower that's in bloom, my friend. You just you just keep soaking up that sun, my friend. That's all you need to do. Anyways, coffee gas like station. That's what it comes out to. So is there a gas station coffee, which you're like, you know what? So I drink that. I don't drink gas station coffee Oops. anymore. If I'm going to go to the gas station, I'm in need of coffee. The only thing I will drink is like the mocha frappuccino from Starbucks. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. That, that, that ain't a, oh, oh, you mean like the cold ones? The cold like out ones. of the fridge. Yes. And it's only because it's the only thing that's got enough sugar in it. That it's oh, like, see, right, the Dunkin' the... one's not too bad. The yeah, Dunkin' iced coffee, I've, the vanilla, the cold one. That's I, what I, I, I was going like, to say the same thing. Yeah. When I'm at a gas station, I normally don't get hot coffee so, at gas stations. So back in the day before I knew what good coffee was, I, Speedway used to have this stuff called Volt. It was the blue handled one. Does anybody remember Volt? It was I supposed don't. to have like three or four times the amount of caffeine did the, as regular. Uh, did those flavors, like those uh, caffeine shots, replace Volt? Because they started doing those I like don't. liquid creamer looking things that were like caffeine. I have no boost. idea. All I know is that this thing was a blue handled thing. I thought it was called Volt, but it was only at Speedway. And I was going to Andrews University, which is a Seventh-day Adventist college. I just drove by it the other day on the way up to South Haven. You're not allowed to have caffeine, so I made sure I brought my coffee in. And you're not allowed to eat meat, so I made sure I had some sort of burger or chicken or something (laughs) like that. Tell me, that is the most fuller statement. (laughs) Tell me I'm supposed to do it, so guess what I did? I went Speedway. I I live my freedom out in faith. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, at the same time, I wasn't really following God. So, I mean, there there you go. go. But, hey, so, 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 so you got some coffee. So, I would always get the coffee, but I would have like i'd get the tall cup yep. and then like a third of it would be creamer because that's the only way you could drink that stuff it was like you had to do like a third of the cup of creamer it was it was that's intense it was bad but i don't drink anyways i don't drink pretty much gas station coffee anymore and honestly when i go on vacation i bring i take my own coffee yep always i, I just always I, I can't do it anymore i mean beth and i we have our stops where it's like we always stop, like normally it's like you hit a gas station up and if you know the right stops in the right places you can see a starbucks like you know Across like the, the small even, little road, ever we'll even, do that. We'll hit the gas station for gas and then go to. Starbucks but even for Starbucks, coffee. I have to do a fruit fruit drink. Because here's I the can't other thing though with Starbucks is with all the kids we got, Starbucks has the best bathrooms for these kids. Oh, you know what I mean? Like I can't so go it's to Starbucks easy for bathrooms with, with that. If I go to Starbucks with my kids, cake, it's pops? cake pops, dude. Every cake time pops. Sunday morning, we'll eat breakfast. Right? We'll go to Sunday. I'll go, Janelle. You need a coffee? Yeah, I need a coffee. All right, I want a fruit fruit drink, so I'm gonna go pulling Starbucks. Yep. We get there and they're like, cake pops, dad, yep. cake pops. Yep. The kid, my kids know it's it like, too. Wow. This is pretty sad. It's true. So, so we'll do Starbucks and I'll normally do like a vanilla latte or like, you know, just, just something or a nitro cold brew. Just I uh, can't do the nitro cold brews. Oh, Carbon ribbon crunch, caramel the, ribbon the, crunch the, is all I can do. Sweet. The, the, the cold foam vanilla cold brew. Mm. I know Zach's with me on that one. He posted that yeah. one in the Facebook group. If you're going to the, what, what did Zach call Starbucks? Um, because we call it Charbucks as our joke. I think he said like uh, Sarbies or Starbuckies or something. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Zach don't made know. a really funny joke. We'll see him in a, at a Revive Fest here. Well, in a technically, bit. when this drops, Revive Fest is over. But yeah. Are we in Anyways. season five yet? Of the uh, podcast? We might. I don't know. That means I made some new artwork. So that would be August, beginning of August, right? Yeah. I think this is this is season five now. But it's Ted. Well, that's a. If you. If you, oh, dude, man, if you rub like, your coffee cup against your uh, microphone, that's what that sounds like. You know why? It's because it's the Magic Kingdom cup. <laughs> yeah, there it is. No, okay, so it's for so going back to gas stations, moment. not season five yet. So 
Oh, I mean, it probably is, but you know, it's the point. But so with star or uh, with gas station coffee, I normally don't unless it has the type where you can do like the press the button and it grinds the beans and then shoots the water through. I'll do that the if I got is, to. Is the beans but are the beans, charred. Well, normally the beans, yeah, you can look at them or they're just very, very oily to the point where it's like y'all been sitting but, for a long time. No, once they get oily, look, good roasted coffee beans never get oily. They just don't. They don't. It, once they're, if they get any type of oil on the outside, it means that they were over roasted. Well, isn't it too? And, and isn't it also like if you try to bag it too fast, nope. it'll get oily too. Nope. I've I've had stuff that I've I've roasted and bagged and left in there for three four months on ground, and it does not get oily ever. That's interesting. But so if I have to do gas station coffee, I'll do that. Like, like I know like Beth will say like you know Weigels, which Weigels is pretty dang good for for donuts down in Knoxville, Tennessee. They got some good donuts. Um, but normally Nothing for on Martins. normally for coffee, if I'm if if I have to do a coffee at a gas station, it's out of the fridge. Um, I'll do Seven Eleven's iced coffee if I have to. That's not yeah, too bad. They, they've got okay iced coffee. That's not too bad. Even Speedway's iced coffee, they're vanilla, French vanilla. But normally it's bad. like if I'm making coffee, it's. I make it myself and take it wherever the heck I go. So we always start every road trip, not at Starbucks, but we make our own coffee. Now, if if I'm not with Beth, Beth will always hit up Starbucks before yeah. we go. Yeah. But I try to hit up Dunkin' if I can. I'd rather hit up Dunkin' on a road trip than a Starbucks. See, Starbucks is just easier and you know it. And you can do mobile order ahead. So it's like when I'm filling you up can gas. You do the same thing with Dunkin'. That's true, but <laughs> that's all right. But but I will say, but... If I'm if I'm going to a Dunkin' or a Starbucks, normally I'm getting like a, a latte or whatnot, and Dunkin' espresso is gross. It's always burned. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, a weird, weird, yeah, nasty you have, residue. Yeah, yeah you got to be careful. But so for it. gas station coffee, if I do it, yeah, I'll do it. But normally it's like, okay, I need something hot to drink and a little caffeine and a little warmth. I always do the uh, like the powdered vanilla cappuccino or caramel cappuccino machines. That's yep. normally what I hit up. I normally yep. don't get the coffee right because we're we're picky on it. So yeah, because Fuller ruined me. Uh, you're welcome. But that's our gas station coffee. So before we jump into this conversation, though, just want to remind you guys, you guys can leave a podcast review only on Apple Podcasts. So make sure you get over there and do it. But Spotify, you can leave a rating over there. It's wild. We got uh, over 1,100 reviews on Spotify. We have 1,000 people in the Facebook group. You know, we're getting close to probably, what, 100 and... Have we crossed the 150 I, mark? I think we're at 171 reviews. So we're getting close on, to 200 on Apple Podcasts. Yep. So, and that's not for... And in YouTube, we're... We are 870. And that's not for us to pat our backs. That's more of saying like you guys are actually Ron, reaching up. Round and of applause so for you guys. All for you guys. Of You guys are just absolutely you guys crushing are the it. Best. You guys are the best. Because literally, I mean, it's two dudes in a basement with two microphones. And for some reason, y'all enjoy it. We don't know why, but y'all do. So 20 minutes later into banter, we finally jump into this. Always. <laughs> make sure you mark your bingo board, Sabrina. But so here's a quick review from Yenzer1994. So I'm guessing you were born in 94. And you're a Yenzer. Well, I don't know what a Yenzer is, but someone tell me what a Yenzer is. But it's a Y-N-Z-er. This is a longer review. So here we go. The title is Helpful, Loving, and Goofy Left Back on March 3rd. It says, this is one of my favorite podcasts. I found it towards the beginning of the year after my wife and I turned our lives over to Christ. Which Praise is God. Awesome. They are funny with dad jokes. Yeah, that's true. And banter and serious about their coffee. And in case uh, you didn't know, I think we just proved it. And this wasn't even planned. Was not planned. I have not read this one yet. Um, I wanted to learn as much as I could, as quickly as I could. And these guys, wait, as I could, these guys, these are the guys to do it. Apparently, oh, I need more caffeine so I can read it. That's not your fault. That's my fault. Um, I work as a service electrician currently, so I have oh, time nice. while I drive to listen. I caught up today and I'm sad, but excited oh. for new episodes to come. Wait, time out. What? Can we just say he said at the beginning of the year, he started listening and this was Holy. March. 
like three months, he went through all of these episodes. Yinder, you listened to almost 200 wow. episodes in three months? Wow, that's a lot of hours of us. I don't even think I can handle us that many hours. You know, the first step in recovering is admitting you have a problem. <laughs> Are we the problem? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Are we the problem? Am, am I the problem? Am, am I the drama? Um, let's go back to us. Uh, you guys have taught my wife and I so much, and I really appreciate you for it. And for me, you guys are literally my neighbors here in Osceola. I yeah, feel you. like what is up? I feel like I know you guys without meeting you. And if it comes to, uh, if it comes, I do meet you. I can't wait to experience a fuller hug. You know it. And maybe Mark can get me some of best meatloaf <laughs> for stinking sure. Um, anyways, you inspired me to start a small group with a few other believers awesome. in my local union. That's Keep awesome. up the great work, guys. Love you. Union That's brothers stinking unite. awesome. I, I'm like, who? I, I might know who this is. Austin, is this you? Am I calling you out right now? Austin, this you? Living in Osceola. Yinzer, 1994? I don't know, but whoever Yinzer is, 1994, like, shoot us a DM because uh, yeah. we got to figure this out. Have a coffee date. Something. Something. If we ever, this doesn't sound really bad to say, but if we have time for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Between all the, man, it's, life it's is busy. Ter- it's terrible. And, right I, now. and I hate to use that excuse, but when you got eight kids and tons of different therapies we're running to every single week and our teletherapies, it's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. But you know what? We're here. We're grinding. We're doing our thing. Bro, you were super busy before eight kids. You were super busy with two kids. That's true. I, I was a, I was a goer. A, you've, you've always been a busy I, I, well, guy. The thing was, I was always a goer. I was always a doer yes. and a goer. And yes. now it's, I want to be a homer. I don't want to be a goer. But it's like, man, we... When you have eight kids and eight different schedules, like we're starting this You're, new penny reward system. So they're buying one-on-one dates with mom and dad now. Right. So we even got those thrown in the mix. Yep. So it's just wild. But either way, so uh, Yenzer, if you have not yet, send us a message or an email at realtalkchristianpodcast.gmail.com. We'll get you that mini swag bag in the mail. Or if you're this local. Oh, we'll that's true. We'll just drive it to you. it to you, I guess. We'll just drop <laughs> it We've done off. that before, so. I love it. All right, folks, I'm going to hand you the baton. All right, I'll Set take up the episode, me, my dude. Let me take this baby. Boop. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, today we're talking uh, in Christ alone do all religions lead to God. So I'm not going to try to sing this This one. actually came out of a little conversation we were having in the Facebook group. That's where this 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 podcast topic came mm, from. That's cool because next, uh, next week's is too. And exactly. And the week after that is too. I hate to tell you that. I've already got it in the works. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> so if you want to have a topic talked about on the podcast go over to the facebook group and that's, that's where the best place that's where to give us ideas. Where we get our ideas at now so um no but uh, the conversation was talking about um do jewish people uh in particular this person mentioned oh, yeah. ben shapiro uh-huh um do are, are they saved right because they're a they're a like orthodox I mean, christianity Jew. came out of judaism like right. that's our roots but is judaism and christianity the same oh good question and so um, that got the conversation started with that, and that kind of led into, well, what about all the other people that are doing good things and um, are worshiping God or gods, little Gs? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, do all roads they, lead they, to they, Rome? Well, type a situation? lot of a lot of those types of things correlate to the way we're told to live our lives through Scripture, right? And it's so, true. do all roads technically is God just called different names and different religions, but it's still God, and and that's kind of where the idea for this topic came from. And I was like, well, we should probably talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, there's there's hundreds, if not thousands, of different religions out there in the world from from history all the way till now, uh, and so uh, there's no way we could cover them all. 
30,000 foot view is what we're going to do like we always do around here. Yep. And we're going to talk about uh, really made the five major religions of the world. Okay. Right? So what we got? So we got Judaism, Christianity, uh-huh. Islam, Hinduism, and Buddha, uh, Buddhism. Okay. And, and so for this conversation, like we would put like, you know, Protestant Catholics all in the Christian bubble. That they're, they're all in the Christian but, bubble. But I, I mean, let's just call a spade a spade, but like Mormon, Jehovah Witness, we would those, say that those I would, are I would, out, out, I, yes, outliers I would, in the I would, Christian faith. I would exclude them from the, yes, from the Christian faith. We're working on one of those. Don't you guys worry. But so, so we got five major religions across the world, which are the, I, I don't want to say the pillar religions, but you think about it, you got like the Pope, right? It, 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 now, Judaism is a big religion, specifically recently in the last hundred years when it comes to Nazi Germany, forming of the yes. country itself, and um, the history that we have there in the Middle East and Palestine and that whole area. But we have uh, like the Dalai Lama, which comes out mm-hmm. of... Is that's, that is that is that Hindu? Is Dalai Lama Hindu or is that so. Buddhism? I believe it's Hinduism. I know, but then you got Buddha, you know, big or fat Buddha, Buddha with the Buddha beads hey, listen, in the Eastern I religions. Just, I just have a body of a god. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness, yeah. Goodness it's, gracious, it's a, it's a big body. But so you got Hinduism, you got Buddhism, which is primarily like very far Eastern. We would almost say like the yeah, mystical so, religions. Mean, you got Islam, which is a lot of the Middle East, and that if, if that, you look that at middle ten forty window, you if, got Judaism, which you is the start of Christianity. Christianity, which is a lot of Western. Well, in China too. If you look at the five religions, they all come from the East, Middle East, and Eastern. That's where they come from. So it's true. But let's talk about which ones, what what each religion believes. Okay. But let's go through it. And and I mean, you're listening to a Christian podcast, so you pretty much know the basics of Christianity. I don't feel like I have to go through that. So we're going to really focus in on the other four. Okay. And if you don't, you have 200 episodes to catch up to learn about <laughs> the basics of Christianity. Like Yinzer, so. Let's go. Uh, anyways, uh, Judaism. Judaism, the first and the oldest of the three great monotheistic faiths, is a religion and way of life of the Jewish people. The basic laws and tenets of Judaism are derived from the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. The most important teaching and tenet of Judaism is that there is uh, one God in, incorporable. I can't even say it tonight. Incorporeal and eternal. Uh, who wants all people to do what is just and merciful. All people are created in the image of God and deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. I just want to say. Now preach. That one came from embassies.gov. The other ones are coming from uri.org. And it's actually geared towards kids for hmm. the other ones. So That's interesting. It is interesting. Anyways, uh, so the next one is Islam. Islam is also a monotheistic faith, which is interesting. Interesting. Yep, Allah. Yeah, so Allah's one. Yep. So, so um, is a monotheistic faith centered around the belief in one God or Allah. Uh, in this regard, it shares some beliefs with Judaism and Christianity by tracing its history back to the patriarch Abraham, and ultimately to the first prophet Adam. All the prophets preached the same universal message of belief in one God and kindness to humanity. The last in the series of prophets, according to the Muslims, was Muhammad. Muhammad was born in Mecca, Saudi Arabia, around 570 CE, or AD. Uh, he worked first as a shepherd and then as a merchant. He was not happy with the people around him because of the superstitions and social and economic injustice. The people were worshiping many gods and had forgotten the message of the prophet Abraham to worship one god. Muhammad loved to pray and meditate in the mountains on one of those occasions in the year 610 CE or AD, when he was about 40 years old, he received a revelation from God through the angel Jibril or Gabriel. Uh, he continued to receive messages from God throughout his life and began preaching to others what he had learned. His main message is that there was no other God but Allah, 
and that the people should lead their lives in a way that was pleasing to Allah. And you know, when you when you read that, it's interesting because Allah is just a you know, it's it, the it, Middle Eastern word for God. Sure. So it's I mean, if it's like us saying God, and then so saying, people you know, may be asking with that. Okay, that so pretty... what's the difference between that and Judaism and Christianity? Right. right. So uh, I mean, obviously the big the big outlier for Christianity is that we believe Jesus Christ was the son of God mm-hmm. born of the, the Virgin Mary. Yeah, it's Mary interesting that they don't say that in Islam because Jesus, because so, Judas or uh, what is it? Uh, but Muhammad, Muhammad is the they, greatest. They, well, they, they preach, they preach that Christ was, or Jesus was a prophet, but Muhammad was the, one of the great prophets. Yep. So, but, but that's, they don't believe Jesus was the son of God. They believe he was a prophet. Yep. So, moving on Hinduism, the fundamental teaching of Hinduism or Vendata is that a human being's basic nature is not confined to the body or the mind. Beyond both of these is the spirit or the spark of God within the soul. This spirit is within us and also within everything we see. All beings and all things are really in their deepest essence, this pure or divine spirit full of peace, full of joy and wisdom ever united with God. This is not just a theory, but it can actually be experienced. Anyone who takes the trouble to undergo the necessary training to purify and refine the mind and senses can begin to feel the truth of this. This training can take various forms and is known as yoga or union uh, of the individual self with the inner spirit. No, with this inner spirit. I'm sorry, this inner spirit. And that's interesting, that yoga, that's that's where the term yoga came from. And there right. are a lot of yoga poses that are actually worship poses. Well, that, I don't know yeah, if you exactly. knew that, which yeah, is I really did. interesting. Yep. yep, which is why uh, a lot of people, a lot of Christians try to stay away from any, any form or use of yoga because of where it comes out of yep. and what it means and what it's the symbolic, the symbolicism of there's it nothing all. wrong with the stretches and, and, and the core exercises. I mean, they're, they're great for the body and for the mind, but with yoga, right? The idea is meditation, meditating and emptying yourself of, and shedding yourself of all these evils and finding the inner self and the inner light and, and whatnot. Right. Yeah. Right. So, uh, we're going to, that takes us into our, our final, uh, religion. We're going to talk about here Buddha, and Buddha. Buddhism. Buddha discovered three universal truths and four noble truths, which he then taught the people for the next 45 years. The three universal truths were everything in life is impermanent and always changing. That's true. Because uh, number two is not because nothing is permanent. A life based on possessing things or person doesn't make you happy. And number three of the universal truths, there is no eternal unchanging soul and self is just a collection of changing characteristics or attributes. So there's no eternal, but unchanging, uh, unchanging soul and self is just a collection of changing characteristics or attributes. So the four noble truths he to- mm. taught was human life has a lot of suffering. <laughs> yep. The cause of suffering is greed. There is an end to suffering. The uh, way to end suffering is to follow the middle path. The middle, yep, the middle road, Not which the, is which, right. which is a episode title for Madam Secretary because uh, mm. Henry was teaching, trying to teach his his wife and the other people to take the middle way. Yeah. So Buddha yeah. Buddha then taught people not to worship him as a god. He said they should take responsibility for their own lives and actions. He taught that the middle way was the way to Nirvana. The middle way meant not leading a life of luxury and indulgence but also not one of too much fasting and hardship. There are eight guides uh, for following the middle path. The eightfold path is one, right understanding and viewpoint based on the four noble truths. Two, right values and attitude, compassion rather than selfishness. Three, right speech, don't tell lies, avoid harsh, abusive speech, avoid gossip. Four, right action, help others, live honestly, don't harm living things, take care of the environment. Five, right work, do something useful, avoid jobs which harm others. 
Six, write effort. Encourage good, helpful thoughts. Discourage unwholesome, destructive thoughts. Seven, write mindfulness. Be aware of what you feel, think, and do. Eight, write, med- uh, write meditation. Calm mind, practice meditation, which leads to nirvana. That actually sounds so, really good, to be honest so with you. If you look at it, again, Jeez, like I said, okay. a lot of that lines up with what we're taught in Scripture, right? Right. So, uh, you know, I look at that. I look at the Hinduism, and I look at Islam, and it's like, all right, yeah, I can see. I mean, they're, I they're, they're basically that, right? all, sure. all these religions. I mean, it's interesting because I don't like the way Buddhism is talking about it. It doesn't feel like so much of a religion as it does a as, as a way of living, a way of understanding how the universe works. And if they talk about sure. there's no universal or there's no there's no eternal rather, and it's just changing attributes and character character resistance as the things are changing around in the universe, there's a straight and narrow path you're supposed to walk. And all these other religions also talk about the straight and narrow path. Like Matthew seven talks about narrow is the way in. Oh no no straight is what straight is the way and narrow is the gate which leads to eternal life. Mm-hmm. But wide is the road and is it wide and wide is the gate and wide is the road which leads to destruction. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean that's a good paraphrase of it. So, um, yeah. So I mean those all sound pretty good, right? They mm-hmm. they don't sound terrible. They don't sound like, oh, it says, you know, even in the Islam, I don't see anything where it's like t- he taught kill the infidels. I mean, it's in the Quran, but you know, you can't see it all outright in a lot of his teachings. Uh, but well, but he wrote the Quran though. Well, that's what yeah. So, but that's what they try to excuse it away that that's not what he really meant by it. Oh, gotcha. You're just trying to rid so, the impurity, which right, which is what the Israelites right. did in the Old Testament. Right, exactly. It's following the old way, with. the old prophets. The old prophets. Okay. So what are the the what is some of the differences between Christianity and other religions, right? So so we're kind of leading down a a, a role. I guess what I want to take us is we're going to look we've looked at the different religions. We're going to see some of the similarities uh and some of the differences, some of the similarities mm-hmm. and then basically what why is Christianity the, the true way, right? Okay. Why, why, why is why is being a Christian, a follower of Christ, why is that the way we should go? I guess to kind of lead everybody. I try, you know, I'm not as good at putting the pastor like, here's where we're going. <laughs> we go through it, and then we're going to recap we're gonna it. Recap I'm it. just not the youth pastor, bro. That's all right. I'm just That's a dude right. in the basement. Take Anyways. us on the journey, my dude. <laughs> so uh, what is the difference between Christianity and other religions? So every other religion teaches us to earn our way to God. Christianity is the only religion that teaches that God came to us. Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And if you do look at what we just went over, that quick recap, that 30,000 foot view of some of these things, it was, it was do this, do that, do this, do that. And that will take you to spiritual enlightenment. You have to do this. You have to rid yourself. You have to do all these things. Whereas God says, well, you don't have to because while you were a sinner, Christ died for you. I came and saved you. Not of yourself. It was a free gift, right? Right. You, you didn't do anything. I came and did that. Yeah, but how do we handle verses? And maybe we'll talk about this here in a second. But how do we handle verses where it talks about, but rid yourself of all these things. Put on the sure. new man. Take off the old flesh. Sure. Because you know, we have the war of, of, of two things going on. We have the old man and the new man, that inner struggle you're we're talking, dealing you're with. You're talking sanctification. You're not talking justification. We're talking about reaching God. We're talking justification. You can't earn your way to God. God came to us with a free gift. And is that part of it? Is Christianity one of those religions where there actually is a distinction between being justified before a holy God and then what does it mean to live in light of that reality where all the other religions is kind of one and the same where, like what we read with Hindu is you, um, was was it Hindu where you, 
Yeah, yeah. This training can take various forms known as yoga, where you're trying to purify and refine mm -hmm. the mind and empty yourself of all the things. With Buddhism, you're trying to discover the three universal truths in, in terms of there's, there's no eternal, mm -hmm. unchanging soul and selfless collection. You're trying to reach your own personal pinnacleness of being the best of all you can be. Mm -hmm. And then with Islam, it's the same idea. You have to do all these things to reach Right, and where God. God, God's saying you would never have chose me had I not first chosen you and led you to me, right? Right. So, uh, you know, Chris Kripe and I had a, a nice conversation at Panera on Monday talking about all this. And, and what does that call that, you know, many are called, few are chosen? What does that mm. mean? And, and, He's a fun one to have that conversation and, and with. And my, yeah. my, my thought was when we were talking about it, I go, well, to me it's pretty simple. John 3.16 is the call to all. All are called, few are chosen, right? The call is to the world. Hey, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Mm -hmm. That's the call to the world. If you were chosen because he works with the Holy Spirit to lead those in certain life circumstances to him, right? If if he did that with everybody, then everybody would be saved. Yep. And, and, but it's and, not that and, way. And leaning into that Calvinism talk, you know, when I was reading in the book, the the whole Calvin Institutes of in, the, in Calvin's theology of predestination was a look back and remembrance and thankfulness of seeing what God did. Kind of like when he's when you're looking forward, it's like, no, I chose to follow God. I wanted to seek after him. And you turn around and went, oh, crap. I would have never chose that. It had <laughs> it, this, 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 this. All these God, things yeah. lined up in such a exactly. way. Right. So, so it's kind of looking at the two. It's the Holy Spirit it's, leading It's looking you. at the fence post right. and, and angles. Like you can hold a pencil and you can only see what angle you're looking at. Right. Versus so, seeing the whole thing. So, yeah. So to me, this is one of the only religions, or I don't even like say it's the only way <laughs> yep. where where God came to us first before we ever even thought to come to God, right? It's mm -hmm. God came and gave us salvation, gave us the way. Um, we wouldn't have even known that we were supposed to cast off these things, transform our minds, do any of this, had God not given that to us, right? right? And, and with, with Judaism, knows? this was supposed to be the response of the Jewish people. Like Christianity was never supposed I mean, Well, this is yes, what holiness was, is, but, right? What is holiness? Right. It's being set apart, uh -huh. right? That's what it's all about. And so, uh, you know, uh, to get back into it a little bit, Jesus died for us before we did a thing for him, right? God didn't wait for us to get things right before he sent his son to die. In fact, God sent his son because he knew we could never get things right apart from Jesus. Right, and that's in First uh, John where it talks about here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent right. his son to die, you know, according to his good purpose and goodwill. Right, exactly. So so Christ, uh, if God waited for us to become tranquil and get things right in our mind and, and align our mind and spirit into holiness. Well, there's that mystic then, aspect to it where there is some mystical things that we have, like the, the mystery of how how communion works and how the Lord's Supper works. We're like, this is my body, this is my bread. And there's a little bit of, not necessarily mystery, but there's, it's not mathematically able, plausible to explain an X, Y, and Z. But a lot of these other religions are very mystical in terms of trying to find well, the I, inner light and trying think, to find the... I don't think there was any mysticism about it. I think it was more... more not mystic, but more mystery behind it. it like, I we don't can't explain think, it. I don't think there was much mystery behind it. It was It's a it's a symbolic way to remember him for what he did. He he, pour out, he poured out his blood and, and his flesh was... And bones were completely broken for, our, talked for about, our payment of our sins, right? And, and in Ephesians, you know, Paul f continues that thought with the idea of the fact of the mystery has been revealed to us and the mystery is the gospel of jesus christ like well, that I is the mystery I, revealed. i think it's the the yes it's the it's the mystery of the messiah right is yes. what it is it's not in god's plan for humanity how all this yeah stuff it's works. just tying in of, of tying in the messiah from the beginning of time through the end of time and, mm -hmm. and that's that's the mystery revealed right there that's a hey it's no longer a secret that this is how i'm going to save my people this is you know it's been promised now it's been given mm -hmm. kind of thing so 
All right. Uh, so number two, why Christianity is different than other religions. Other religions have systems of rules to appease their God. Christianity is a relationship with God, right? Not appeasing. So other religions give us a list of things to do and not do. Some religions call them laws or pillars. These are laws that you do in hope of getting into heaven. But Psalm 145 verses 18 and 19 tells us the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. So we don't have to appease God to receive his favor. He already showed us his love for us by sending Jesus to die on the cross in our place for our sins. The separation between us and God was appeased, right? And we didn't have to do anything except believe. Christians go to church, read the Bible, and obey God's commands, not because we have to, but because we want to. We want to learn about this God who would do su- go to such great lengths for us. We want to show the thankfulness for his grace by representing him well with our lives, and we choose to follow his plan, knowing that a God who loves us enough to sacrifice his son for us has our best interest at heart. So it goes back to kind of what you were alluding to of, of like, you're doing these things, but you're looking p- back and saying, hey, guess what God did for me. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't I do these things? Why would you not want to get to know your wife? Why would you not want to, if you truly love your wife, why would you not want to do the things that you knew made her happy, right? Would you want to do things that displeased her all the time? Would you want to smack her around all the time? No, you wouldn't want to do that because you love your wife. She's not making you love her. You love her because you love her. You do things right by her because you love her, right? And that's the same. It's about that relationship and that intimacy with God. It's the same thing. The the more we love God, the more we want to do right by God, and not because we have to, but because we want to. Mm-hmm. That's what it all comes down to, that relational aspect. And I think, though, a, a lot of people struggle with this inside the Christian world. I mean, you know, you think of Judaism. There was the book of the law, the Levitical law, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things these Israelites had to do in accordance to it. Now, there were you know, civil laws where it's like, these are just how you're supposed to live in the same way that we have civil laws as Americans. Sure. This is the way we have to live while we're in the country because it was a theocracy. So therefore there had to be some laws and God gave them those laws. But there's also ceremonial laws that were required to worship God and, and come before him. And, and if why? you did anything haphazardly, you would be struck down and killed. So, so why, but why were those laws given? Why? I mean, we read why? in Matthew that the law was given to, pr- to prove to us that we were sinners. Sure, but, but why was and the, the law was a rule master or law master? Okay, so so let's go past that though. Why? What were? Because Christ also said that do these two greatest commandments, and it fulfills all the other all laws, the laws and prophets. And the, all the laws and the prophets. So, so if he's saying that it's a fulfillment of all that, right? What was the purpose of the ceremonial laws? I mean, each one of those represented different ways to worship God think, and be thankful think of what, for him. Think of what a schoolmaster does. It teaches. So what do you think it, uh, those laws were trying to teach? The ways of God and how God operates and works. and How to love God. How to love God. What do you think the civil laws were trying to teach? How to love your neighbor. There you go. So it's all about loving, right? It's We are so dumb and dense, we don't know how to properly love people or love God's creation or love God. So God goes, hey, here you go, Israelites. Here's all you got to do to love me. You say you love me and you say you want to follow me. So how do we handle a lot of the sacrifices that were made, like with the altar of incense? Now, there's also things, too, like with some of these sacrifices, that's also what, you know, fed the... The, the 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 Levites, the temple worship, like they sure. were able to eat some of the the meat off uh, meat offerings. Sure, there's there's fragrance frag frag fragrance fragrance offerings. There's were you know the first fruits offerings. There's all these different offerings that mm-hmm. the the Judas the, the 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 Jewish people had to do. And I think some people do wrestle with that question of okay, so if 
we come out of Judaism, mm -hmm. why do we not have to follow a lot of these laws that we find? So I don't know? think we come out of Judaism. I think Judaism and Christianity are parallel. Okay. And what I mean by that is that Judaism had this strict regimen mm -hmm. with a lot of rabbinical teaching. Christianity is the correction of bad teaching from the rabbinical aspect, which they call Judaism. So God said, no, here's how I set it up for you, Israel. And they screwed it up. And so God goes, all right, no, this is what I meant. And so they're, they're, it's really, he's reestablishing the same and thing he said to you the know, And it might be some of the application if we lean into a little bit. I mean, I'm, I'm more so doing probing questions here. Sure, and sure. so with, you know, with our kids, we have certain rules, but it all comes down to respect other people. You know, mm -hmm. you're, you're supposed to love God and love others. So mm -hmm. in order to respect different people, you have to lay down stupid rules for like for, for stupid decisions where it's mm -hmm. like, okay, when you drink, you can't balance your cup between your plate and your chest. Like, no, like you, you can't do that. Um, you can't <laughs> walk around. That's such a kid thing to do. That's what too. I'm saying. It's like you can't eat your boogers and then like wipe them on the chair. You can't. Do these why, random things why? where it's like you can't punch your sibling or you can't spit on their faces sure. or it's like you can't walk up and just take a toy whenever you want to. So we have these rules that our kids have to follow. Right. But all these rules point back to the greater rule, which is the fact of we go back to I, I mean, we try to teach the, the the golden rule more than anything where it's like, um, how would you feel if they did that to you? Sure. Oh, you would hate that. So why would you do it back to them? Well, I don't know. I wanted that toy. Well, so, they wanted it too. So, but that's my thing, right? Why are you teaching? Why are you giving these rules? Why? Because you're teaching them, right? We're, you're, teaching we're teaching. Them, you're teaching them how to love God and love others, right? Yep. That's the ultimate goal of every Christian parent. That that's what we want. That's what we want for our children. We want them to love God well, and we want them to love others well, right? Mm -hmm. we, we want them, them to do those. And I think God, as a father, wants the same thing for His children, right? He wants them to love Him well and love others well. So that's why mm -hmm. we look at it as a list of rules. He looks at it as no, I've set up boundaries. And I think that's so a good word to use others. is boundaries. And, you know, we but, we have such a, 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 a recoil to rules. Yes. But, but if you think about it, you know, every job you have has some sort of a standard and There's a rule a structure. book and a structure to go yeah. about it. And there is still a structure inside of Christianity. Yes. Now, yes, it boils down to love God, love others. Those are the two greatest commandments. And sure. all and everything else hinges on these different things. Right. But if you're really going to love other people, you're, you're not going to go out and murder. You're not going to steal from them. You're not going to... Um, belittle them. You're not going to talk behind their back. You're not going to sling mud. You're not going to do all these different things that we have in place as Americans of what you can and what you cannot do right. because that's literally not loving your neighbor. Like we right. have those rules here in America and for our own families. And for, for some reason though, I, I do think it's safe to say that are there rules inside of Christianity? Well, the real rule is, is the fact of love God and love your neighbor and all of it boils down from that. But we do see, you know, we're supposed to take off malice and rage and envy and mm -hmm. what we talked about last episode mm -hmm. all those verses but yeah. then put on love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness right. meekness and self-control and, and why do we do that again, again it goes back to why what's the why it, it goes back to we honoring god with our lives with that well, we, and, and well, loving others well we just said it. it's, it's, it's not, not all about humbling yourself. it's not it's not a, a book or a list of rules right mm-hmm we, we said it's a it's a list of boundaries right it's a list of structure it's a list of hey if you're transformed, you're going to do this. If you love me, like you say you do, this is what your life will look like because this is what love looks like. And a, and a lot of it you would think would be so easy for us to grasp. But when you read the New Testament, these letters were written to these churches that were just, they had a lot of screwed up well, things that they were only, going through. But it's not even that. It's even the church today, right? But right. The, the thing is, it's just because we're still battling the old man. Even though mm. the old man is put off, right? We, buried with Christ, or we were buried with Christ and raised anew with him. 
it, we still battle the flesh, right? Paul himself says he battled the flesh, right? I mm-hmm. do the things I don't want to do and the things I do want to do, I don't do, right? It, uh, there's a battle in the flesh that goes on. And that's not a problem. The problem is, is when you stop battling, when you stop repenting and saying you're sorry, because yep. it shows that you've hardened your heart and you don't have that but, love. But it goes people. back to what you're saying. And, and I, I was hoping that's where you were going to go with it because all the other religions is to appease the God and gain favor with them. Right now, obviously the Bible does say that, you know, a good father disciplines his children. So in the same way that God will discipline 100%. us as we're his children. Right. But at the same time, when you go back to the Greek and the, the, the Roman gods, they had to do these things. Oh, we're not getting rain, so I need to go appease the gods. Right. Oh, these things are happening, so I need to go appease the God. I need to pray to the gods so that way I can have these different things. Whereas if we believe that, no, 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 God orchestrates the world and created the world in such a way where it's not like set it and forget it, or he you know, doesn't know what the future is, or we right. need to almost bribe him to do things on our behalf. I mean, the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust, right. like it does that. Now, should we still pray for things like rain and for you know good for like like good, good crops in the fall, like what what farmers have to deal I don't with, think or pray a for safety or pray for security in these different things? But it's more the fact of there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Right. However, when we do sin, it doesn't mean God walks away from us. And I think that's the biggest difference right. is the fact in these, if you start to screw up and you don't appease the gods, the gods will walk away and leave you. And, and why, why doesn't it work the same for us? Right. Why does it, why does God not get angry with us? Why does the true God Yahweh not get angry with us? I'm sure he does get a little uh, angry, I'm, but, like, I'm like, well, but, well, it says we can grieve the Holy Spirit, but, so therefore but, we can't ignore that passage. But there, there's there's a huge thing, right? God looks at us through Christ, right? So we have an advocate with the Father. Right, the 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 in, yeah, the, the, the imparted righteousness or the imputed righteousness that we have where the fact that when we put on Jesus. So had, had yeah. Christ not been the mediator between us, and God, God probably would be angry with us right now, but because he shed his blood for us, now God sees us through Christ. And and more so than that, when we sin, you know, what, what I was saying, the fact that the gods would walk away, but for us, the fact of, in reality, God's always been there, but it's like the prodigal son story where the fact of, no, no, we were dead in our trespasses and sin, or we walked away and our sure. sin is separates us from God and our decision separates from us from God. But it's the fact of God never moved. Right. He's still the same today, yesterday, and forever. Yep. So when we go away, you know, it's like the prodigal son where it talks about the, the 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 good loving father was waiting on the doorstep. He ran out to meet his son. He threw the biggest feast in the world sure. because his son has returned home. And the and that's literally Jesus was saying, you know, for the Israelites that went away and came back, that's the same reaction that God has. So the fact of God's never moved, he's always been sure. there. But our sin pulls us away from God and we pull ourselves away from God. And when we do that, obviously there's consequences. And there's blessings that we won't receive because of that, of, of not following, honoring him. And there's sometimes you have to, you know, lay in the bed, bed you make. Sure. Like, because of stupid decisions. A lot of times our own consequences aren't, you know, God's, oh, God just ain't blessing me. I, mean, I just can't do all these things. Nah, you made a bunch of stupid decisions that were right. causing you to do that. But and then God says, but if you follow me, these are the blessings that you can get out of that just by natural natural, I don't want to say natural rewards that we get from God, but they are not like just natural good choices result in good, good things. Right. right. And that's what the Bible teaches. Yeah. Yeah. So let's dive back that's into it because things. we still got a lot of content. We're already at the 50 minute mark. I'll shut up. No, you won't. <laughs> so anyways, now no, nope. going back to what, what is different between Christianity and other religions? Number three. So no other religion has an empty tomb. There you go. So here's, here's where the rubber meets the road, right? Yep. We're the only people who follow a leader who died and came back to life, which is a huge thing, right? No, no other leader has died and come back to life. 
And not only that, it's not just like one or two people saying he came back to life. It's like, I don't know, 500. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of witnesses there, right? They needed two or three, and they had 500. So. I talked with this about the kid that did her the other night. So yep. every other major religion and leader is dead. People have been looking for Jesus' body for thousands of years, and they still have not found him. With all the advancements in science, uh, scientific technology, no one has been able to solve the quote-unquote mystery in the world of science. The tomb is empty, and the body is not hidden and will never be found because Jesus rose from the dead. Matthew 28, 6, uh, uh, I'm sorry. In Matthew 28, 6, we are reminded of this truth. He is not here. He is risen. Just as he said, come and see the place where he lay, right? They invited people. Come see the empty tomb. Come mm-hmm. on, let's go. Let's let's go, to, go on down to, to, to over here to Joseph's tomb, and, and we're going to take a look at the empty tomb. Amen, amen. So, what you got? You, you look well, like I was trying to find a picture. I thought someone posted a picture in the, the RTC Facebook group, but it's not pulling up, of basically what each one of these religious leaders actually said before they die, where the fact of, we don't yes. always know truth, right. or um, don't follow me because I'm not God. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yep. And all these other religious leaders, they all died. And right. you know they, they may have taught good teaching, and it's interesting, you know, with, with Saudi Arabia being so close to you know, Israel and Christianity and Christianity expanded eastward as well. So there had to have been a lot of exposure to Christianity that Muhammad was able to do. We're about to get into some of that. Oh, cool, cool. (laughs) Well, some of the similarities. But, you know, but but with all these different ideas is the fact of every single one of these other major religions follow very specific people in order to get to God. And down to even like, uh, like, 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 you know, we talked about with Buddha, with Buddhism, there's Buddha, with, there's Confucius, there's Confucius, there's, um, there's Muhammad there, like the prophet Muhammad. There's, you know, even in the American side, there's Joseph Smith. And then there's other people as well. Dalai Lama, the Dalai Lama. Uh, there's all these religious figureheads that people are trying to follow, but the Bible never says, follow these people. The Bible says, follow Jesus. Right. And that's the one thing that's kind of hard where this is where the separation of Protestantism and Catholicism even goes a little bit too, where the fact of why are we putting all of our hope and faith and trust behind the Pope? When in reality, you're supposed to be following Jesus. And the Pope just gets the, in reality, it was supposed to just be the bishop at Rome. The we fact that he was just a church leader at Rome. He wasn't supposed to be the Pope Pope. Yeah. He was supposed to be just the bishop at Rome. Right. Which isn't a bad thing, because right. that's just how the churches were structured back well, in the day. Let's not go too far down but that rabbit that's hole. That's true, that's true. <laughs> but going back to the empty empty tomb, you know, the fact of, you know, we see so many different, like like you said, there's eyewitness testimonies. The entire New Testament is written by the apostles who yeah. eyewitness testimony well, to Jesus or like, or those who are right next evidence, to it. I mean. um, but but even down to the 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 sacrifice and death of the apostles themselves, the right. fact of why would the apostles die for a lie? Why and, and and the you know I was trying to explain to the kids. I'm like, okay, so you had this this. Uh, how did I explain it? It was. I, I made up some bogus lie, all right? And I said, okay, so if I put you on that lie, could you say, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I kid. I said, okay, I'm going to kill you over it now. What are you going to say? Like, it was a joke. It wasn't real. And I'm like, exactly. Why would 12 different dudes literally travel the ends of the earth for a lie that they supposedly knew was a lie? They right. supposedly knew was bogus because they faked the resurrection and they tried they to hid steal the, the body. They, the body, they right. want to have this special power that they had. They had no power. They had no power well, that, at all. That's the difference between because you have people who go, well, what about raz- radical Islam where they, you know, they, they suicide bombing and all that stuff happens mm-hmm. because they believe in their faith, right? Of, of wipe out the infidel or whatever. And the difference is, right? Muhammad didn't do it. That's the difference in my opinion, right? Hmm. To me, you got 12 disciples that go, no, we're going to die for this cause because we know it's the truth. 
I wonder if the same thing would have been said of Muhammad had and his close followers has yeah the people okay well we're gonna kill you over that well would he have stuck by it that it was truly a message from Gabriel I don't know I can't I mean I can't oh, we, we can't but what I, what I'm right. saying is that we have twelve guys that that had they lied about it they probably wouldn't have sacrificed their lives whereas in Islam or, or Muslims. Uh, that are that are extremists, not all Muslims, but the extremist ones that are that are doing the suicides, bombing, and, and stuff like that. Even Christians, there's cr- radical Christians that do stupid stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they believe because they've been told, which we we would say they believe a lie, but they believe it wholeheartedly too, which is why they're willing to sacrifice themselves for it. What? But these guys are supposedly the ones that made up the lie <laughs> and still went through that. That's a but whole you know. But story. it goes back to what the apostle said was the fact of if there's no empty tomb, we have no Christianity at right. all. And right. the fact that our entire religion and our faith and our practice rests on the empty tomb on the fact of Jesus rose again from that. Because yep. if Jesus just died, we wouldn't be following him right now. If right. he just died like any other quote unquote yeah. Messiah that came, and there was tons of messiahs that came sure. in the in the in the intertestament times and even since jesus but when they died they just went away kind of like what the uh the jewish uh what was the jewish temple guy said where the fact of if it be of god let it be if it not it'll fizzle out just let it be what it's going to be right and here's what it be talk about uh is that Chi- caiaphas or i don't remember but basically the fact okay. of we but christianity yeah. is all hinges on the fact of right. the person that we follow and worship rose again from the dead. And right. if he didn't so, just tell people about it, it really is the reality. Yeah. All right, let's dive. So cool. let's, let's keep going. We've still got a lot of content to get through. Let's get going. Mi- Mr. I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> Sorry. I'm processing this out. <laughs> Anyways. So what are the similarities between Christianity and other religions? So let me read these and then we can dive into it a little Sounds bit. Good. Okay. All right. Hinduism. Hinduism has a lot more in common with the Christian beliefs than you might realize. Many people don't understand that Hinduism is actually monotheistic. While there are millions of deities, most Hindus uh, view them as uh, emanations of one spirit. There are also several Mother Mary temples in India dedicated to Jesus' mother and her worship. Hindus believe she was an incarnation of a goddess. Uh, This has led many Catholic missionaries in India to travel to these temples to worship her likeness. The birth of Krishna who is believed to be the direct descendant of the Hindu God, has several things in common with the birth of Christ. Both were born of virgin mothers, are part of the Holy Trinity, and resurrected from the dead, performed similar miracles, and had angels looking after them. They also taught many of the same morals, including nonviolence, forgiveness, love, and prayer. Buddha, Buddha, wow, I can't Buddhism. Buddhism. Uh, many people already acknowledge that there are similarities between Jesus Christ and Buddha. Both are, uh, were conceived in a miraculous manner, were tempted by the devil, had disciples that traveled with them, performed miracles, rebelled against the religious elite. The teachings of these two were also similar. Uh, they both advocate uh, advocate that, uh, I'm sorry, <clears throat> they both advocate what has come to be called the golden rule, treat others as you would wish to be treated. They both urge followers to live a life of peace and love, returning love for hate and anger. Returning love for hate and anger. They both promote what Buddha called right action. Do not kill, steal, slander, etc. They both stress the importance of helping others. Islam. Surprisingly, Islam has a lot of the same foundations as Christianity has. People of both faiths uh, believe in a similar rules given by God for all people and obeying them, uh, them keeps humankind in a right relationship with God. Both Muslims and most Christians believe Mary was a virgin and that Jesus was born miraculously. They both believe that Satan and his evil ways are real and that one day Jesus will return from heaven. They both 
uh, only believe in one God, and they both believe that Jesus walked this earth. The main difference for Islam and Christianity is that Islamic people do not believe that Jesus was the Son of God. Islam, but uh, Islam believe everything that is in the Bible. In the Bible, however, uh, blah, 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 blah. however, moves it a step further with the Quran. The Quran, however, does not contradict the Bible in their eyes. Hmm. So Judaism or Judaism. Uh, much like Islam, the Jewish religion is very similar to the Christian religion. Jewish is the quote-unquote parent of Christianity and Islam. Judaism believes that there is only one God, and he gave his law, the Torah, to the Jewish people. These scriptures used by Ju- Judaism and the Old Testament in the Christian Bible. The main difference between the two is that Judaism does not accept Jesus Christ as their Messiah as foretold in the Old Testament. Despite this, Christianity has received from Judaism its basic understanding of God, his covenant relationship with his people, and assembly together for worship. All right, now we can discuss that. I think the hard (laughs) part with this is these are very big overviews, and it's hard to really see. Okay, they seem similar from a thousand foot view. Sure. But when you dive in, are there a lot more differences than there are similarities? Cause there's always ways you can be similar. Well, so, you know, that's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about, okay, well we see similarities, right? We see, we see these things from other religions into Christianity, right? Right. And, and but it, we can see uh, some, some major differences that, that we would say are not right. So one is, Hinduism says that they are monotheistic, but they're not really monotheistic because they believe in many deities all being one God. Mm -hmm. Well, to me, you can't, the Bible's pretty clear about there being one God, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit being in a triune God head. Right. Whereas this one is saying, well, it could be a lot of different things. And, and mother Mary, she was a goddess and Krishna was the, Son of God, right? Um, and had a common birth of Christ, uh, but those don't line up with what we believe as what Scripture is saying, right? So Buddhism is the same thing, right? They say Buddha and Jesus had similar con- miraculous conception, tempted by the devil, traveled with disciples, rebelled against the religious leaders. The teachings are the same. Uh, okay, so th- that doesn't mean well. Anything. That's what I'm saying, but like when you. And, and this would be a, a, a comparison that I know we don't have, but when you read the holy writings from a lot of these different religions, they, I think they do showcase the fact that there are general, general revelations that we all have as being image bearers of God. Right. You know you're, what I mean? You're talking about like an internal, yeah, like, like an like, internal and, law. And I'm not trying to make it like in that, yeah, an internal law, because you think about it, like, you know, before the law of Moses was given, we had Noah, we had, um, obviously Adam and Eve and we had Cain and Abel. And so there's a lot of different things that happened before the Mosaic law was even given with sure. the fact of, you know, there is an in- internal law that's upon our hearts. And the Bible talks about being judged by that. Uh, was that Romans one, I think is where that comes down to. Right. Um, well, you think about lot, right? The whole city of Sodom and Gomorrah was pre Mosaic law and it was immoral. And, and, and the fact, so, so there is morality in that. And I think that's where a lot of these religions tend to show is sure. the fact of there are general revelations that every person has being image bearers of God, knowing, not knowing just what is good and evil, but the fact of, no, we should live in these different ways. Like, because if we have the inner law in our own hearts, 
that 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 God has put onto us. Yes, we are going to understand and find things by soul searching of yes, I should not hate and I should not, you know, be angry and I should not covet and I should not steal or murder or or do all these, you know, different type of of soul searching ideas by which we then can um I I would say live a a, a better life. Because when you live in reality of living for others, you in turn make the world a better place. And so that's where all these religions, I think, gets hard for a lot of people as we start to dissect these. Because, you know, based on where people are born is what people are exposed to, you know. And so, like, if you're born in the, like, in the 1040 window and you're born into a family that is is Islamic and that's all you know, the question then becomes, okay, so who's to say that our God is right and yours is wrong, but that's the only way you know or the fact of, okay, so we were born in the Western world at a sure. certain time point, sure. not, not just right now, but just in general. And like, like, like the great awakening, we were born in the great awakening. So this is all we know. So obviously the, like, those are those, the crazy people that don't know the reality and the truth. Mm-hmm. And so this is where my brain starts to grieve and get confused and try to understand it where, although, I mean, this is where I'm, I'm going to just be very bold and say, I believe that Christianity is a true response to the truth of Jesus Christ. Okay, and so you and I are on the same page with that, with the fact of Christianity was formed around the idea of Jesus died and rose again from the dead. He is the true son of God. He mm-hmm. is the only way to salvation. But then there's the question, we talked about this in other episodes, of, well, what happens to everyone that doesn't hear or doesn't know mm-hmm. or doesn't have a chance to wrestle with these ideas mm-hmm. and, and have these these topics? Because in Islamic cultures, and heavy Islamic cultures, they try to kill and murder the Christians to keep mm-hmm. their truths away. Um, you see in communist China where Christianity is thriving right now, they're trying to cut off Christianity and, and throw it away. Mm-hmm. We see in other places the same idea. America is one of those, and, and I would say even Western Europe is one of those ideas are those those interesting places where all religions have a chance to actually grow and have conversations and thrive. But Christianity is constantly attacked no matter where it is, which then I think also gives it a little bit more validity in that. But, you know, when I see all these similarity between the few, I think this is where people look at the fact of they're all trying to love their neighbor. They're all trying to reach God. Why can't they just all roads lead to heaven in just different ways and different fashions and in different, I would say, verbiage. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the real wrestle begins is as you start to study other cultures, it's to say of, well, what makes Christianity the actual true religion and why is this the one people, A, we should follow, but B, convince other people to follow as well. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into a little bit of that, right? So, I, Oh, did I tee you up? Oh. <laughs> sort of, but not really, really but we're going to go into it anyway. Right, so let's do it. I, I've got several things I want to get through here. and then and Sorry then for the brain done. process, guys. And that's that's can, just thoughts I think through. So uh, what makes Christianity true as compared to other religions? Right, good question, and that's not. The, but that's and that's where the rubber. That's is this that's, is the brass tacks right is, here. This is where it's at, right? Like the, what makes this the truth and not the others? Why can't so, they all be true? So that's, here's what John Piper. Question. Here's what John Piper has Ooh, to say. Bill John Piper, right? let's so, go. One would be historical. I think the arguments can be mounted that are solid and compelling for the first the existence of Jesus and then for the death and resurrection of Jesus to give the account for why the apostles were the way they were after his death. So this is just kind of giving some groundwork, which we're going to get into more of what you're talking about in a little bit. Uh, second line of evidence is called presuppositionalism. It says that without God and the Bible, an assumption of all our reasoning processes and all of our perceiving processes are not possible. So in other words, every time we start thinking and every time we start perceiving, something is happening in our heads, which assumes something. And if you're going to have any kind of credible conversation about what you're thinking or about what you're seeing, then you are assuming certain laws of logic Cas- casual- uh, wow, causality, 
and existence, which can't have any absolute significance unless they're rooted in God. Three, how do you know when you want to decide if someone's testimony or, or witness is true? Uh, you weren't there. There was no right, videos. And that's a lot of the There was no recording. Give, yeah. And you have to decide whether what he's saying happened or are saying happened actually happened. So when I read the Bible, this is John Piper, by the way. When I read the Bible, that's the way I feel I am. I'm reading Paul, say the 13 letters of the Apostle Paul. And he's telling me he saw the Lord Jesus and he was knocked off his donkey on Damascus Road, saw the Lord Jesus, was commissioned by the Lord Jesus, and now is inspired by the Lord Jesus. And then he interprets all that in terms of the gospel. So he goes on later in the article to say, finally, if somebody said to me, just tell me in 30 seconds why you're a Christian, I would say the portrait that I see of Jesus Christ in the gospels is self-authenticating to me. I cannot meet this man and have him speak like, I'm sorry, I cannot meet this man and have him speak like nobody else spoke and not believe him. He wins my trust. And then if they say, ah, but how do you know that that person is not created by someone, somebody else? Then I would say, then the person creating him is just as phenomenal and they win my trust. And if they win my trust, then they're not lying to me. The apostle Paul is not a lunatic. I cannot read the 13 letters of Paul and think he's a crazy liar. So two things, the self-authenticating portrait of Jesus Christ that I find in scripture and the character endorsing way that the apostle write, the apostles write the books and reveal their own trustworthiness. Now this does not answer your question about being born in a separate part of the world that, you know, maybe they're not hearing about it. Right. Mm -hmm. So well, I, I have a, I have a, a brain process on that one. So I, I might not go into it too much here, but you know, this is where I, I, I like I like the way Andy Stanley approached this idea with the fact of well, he says that if someone said before they died, I'm going to be killed, I'm going to rise again, and that homeboy did rise again, right. we probably should listen to what he has to say. And probably. when we listen to what he has to say, where do we find that? We find that in the eyewitness people or testimonies of people who walked and talked and was with Jesus for three years. I mean, even in John, it says like, you know, not all the scrolls in the world can contain what Jesus did or what he right. taught or what or, or where he traveled and um, and all the things that he did in testament to that. And so if Jesus actually did say he was going to die and rise again, and then he did rise again, and all the people are giving eyewitness testimony about it, we got to believe what he actually has to say. So what did he say? Well, we read about that in Scripture. And then what else do we read? Well, he came from Judaism. He came out of Judaism. And then we look right. back to what God's promise was to that, and then we see how the creation of the world was. And when we see the rapid spread of Christianity throughout the entire empire, you know, I think there's a the question of, okay, what do we do before Christianity came? That, that that's, that's a big conversation. But since then, we see all these other different world religions that do take big pieces, I would say, out of Christianity with, with how they were founded or what they do or the backbones of it. And the fact of in the Eastern world, there had to be scrolls of, of the New Testament that was all, all there. I actually have a book called The Early Testaments of the Church in the right. Eastern in the Eastern World. Yep. And the fact of, you know, we believe that Thomas but potentially went all the way over to India and was teaching the gospel there. So there was the tr the message of, no, the Messiah has come. He is king. He rose again. Let me tell you all about how it is and, and what God did for you. So I do believe that there was actually truth being spread all over the known world at that time. Um, how, how did it come to America? You know, that's, that's an interesting question. Um, but you know, but when we see the spread of Christianity, there's just the honest goodness level of those 12 disciples went to the ends of the earth. Right. And so when you read the great commission, that was the great commission that Jesus did, not just for us, but primarily those 12 disciples, it says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And we, I mean, I, I firmly believe that they actually did. 
And so when we when we hear these conversations, I believe that they did go into all the world. Now, I do think there's an interesting conversation to be had about, well, what about before Jesus? And not just before Jesus, but all the other different people in the world that were not part of Israel. I mm-hmm. think there's a very interesting conversation that goes in line with that. And, you know, that's one of those things where I have to lean into the fact of, no, God says he's a good, just, and faithful judge, and he will take care of what he he needs to take care of. And that's my responsibility is to go and share my faith. And my responsibility is to respond in the way that it's supposed to be responded to, and then let God handle the rest. So, so I guess my, my two things to that, right. To that whole Mm -hmm. argument is, is found in Romans chapter one, verse 20. Yep. Right. So it says for the invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. Those, those who don't believe. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Ecclesiastes three eleven. he has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart. We talked about that internal law that mm-hmm. we talked about yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. And so, and, and so I've heard a lot of people use those verses though, to say, see all these other different religions they're still trying to find God in, in the way that they found it internally with that. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that God has revealed himself, right? Mm-hmm. But what does Christ say in John 14, right? Don't let your hearts be deceived. Believe in God. Believe in me also, right? In my father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you or would have I've told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself so that where I am, you may also be, uh, you know, the way that to where I'm going. And Lord Thomas said, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me, father being God. Right? Mm -hmm. So if you know me, you will also know my father from now on. You do know him and have seen him. Right? So Christ clearly lays out, right? That not all paths lead to God. Mm-hmm. God has put himself out there in man's hearts from eternity to where we should seek him, right? And Christ says, I'm the way, right? If you want to see the Father, you have to see the Father through me. I'm the way. I've revealed myself to you. The mystery uh, that the mystery has been revealed. Yep, and that's right? what we see in Ephesians, right? So, yep. so pre-Christ, I think that we see a lot of righteousness, like the, the faith of Abraham. Mm-hmm. Post-Christ, I think, like you said, I think the the gospel was carried to the known world. And and that's where I know a lot of dispensationalists, if we get into that theological term, where they say God saved different people in different ways at different times. Sure. I, I, I think it all comes down to still the, the faith, right? Having faith in God. But Christ said, I am the way now, right? So now we have Christ as the way. Christ is saying, I am the doorkeeper, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the way in. So you have to come through me if you want to get to God. And I think he was even in the beginning of time, right? We see we see Christ in creation, or we see the the the, the Trinity in creation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they fully understood it, but I think God helped them in their understanding to believe and have the faith in God and the correct belief in God, like Abraham, right? And that's why it was accounted righteousness to him. So, I think. Nowadays, there's no excuse, and I think that that's exactly what Romans 1 is saying. Paul was saying in Romans 1, and Ecclesiastes was saying that, that listen, no one's without excuse. Um, and, and God, there, there is a specific God, and not every God that we create in our mind is, is God, right? And so that's where I would argue with a lot of these other religions. And again, you look at uh, Islam, they're not saying that 
that the God of Judaism or Christianity is the wrong God. They're saying, no, it's the same God. It's the same God. It's Allah. Allah is God. Yes, that's God. But but they're not saying it's the same God. It's a God they've made in their mind because if we look at the Quran, right? And and the and the picture that they give of who Allah is. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, not only that, but they're saying Christ was a prophet. Jesus was a prophet. And we're saying, no, Jesus is the only way to God. Mm-hmm. You can't know God without knowing Jesus. So if you're saying he's a prophet, not the son of God, as he claimed in a roundabout way to be, and that his followers claimed him to be, then you're not following the same God. You mm-hmm. have you are following a false God in which you have made up in your mind. And it may have similar attributes or looks of the true God, Yahweh, but it is not God. And so this is where I would say even Judaism, right? Are you truly believing in Yahweh in the correct manner when Christ says, I am the way, and you've rejected the way. Yep. And, you know, when we read Hinduism, it's the fact that you got to find that internal life that's within yourself, that internal, that internal, what's the word I'm going to look for? Um, internal flame, I guess, is the best way to find that inner peace and to find the inner self to be, be at one with nature and all different things, again, mm. with that pantheistic idea. And then Buddhism, you know, I, I don't fully know where the end of the road is for Buddhism, if it's the fact that it says if there is no eternal, unchanging soul, it's just self and it changes of what it is. It's just we live here for the reality of what is. And when you see Christianity, it's the fact of, no, we were created to be eternal beings. Right. Like we were, I mean, at least back in the day, there always was a start for every single man. Every man has a start, but every man was, is, isn't supposed to have an end. Right. And we're supposed to live at one with God, with him in the new creation. And so that's the hard part with having these, these conversations with other different religions is there are so many different similarities because all religions are trying to appease someone. And I don't say all because of Christianity, but all these other religions are trying to appease a greater power so they can get a better blessing in their life. But Christianity, we say, we, we can't appease God for so, that. So that's what we're saying, right? Can you earn your way to heaven? No. And the Bible's clear that you can't. So Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. I know this is a long passage, Let's but go bear for with it. me. Look, you don't have to do your devotions if you're listening to this right now. <laughs> no, still do your devotions. <laughs> it says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you previously walked according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit now working in the disobedient. We too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts. And we were by nature children under wrath as the others were also. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses. You are saved by grace. He also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ, in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming uh, age, he, I'm sorry, there's, I got some misspellings here so that in the coming age, he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For you are saved by grace through faith. And it is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God or it is, a, it is God's gift. It's a gift of God is the King James. King Jimmy. <laughs> sorry. Uh, not from works, so that no one can boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. So we see that we can't earn our way. It's a free gift of salvation that Christ prepared ahead of time for us to be able to do these good works, right? We're a workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. So how can we be saved, right? If it's a free gift and every other religion is trying to earn that that favor with uh, with their God, and we're saying, well, no, you, you 
you can't earn your way into heaven. That Well, then how, how can I be saved? Well, Romans 10, 4 through 13 gives us the answer. It says, For Christ is the end of the law of, for righteousness to everyone who believes. Since Moses writes about the righteousness that is from the law, the one who does these things will live by them, which is what it says in the Tanakh. Uh, from the righteous, or, but the righteousness that comes from faith speaks like this. Do not say in your heart who will go up to heaven. That is to bring Christ down. Or who will go down into the abyss. That is to bring Christ up from the dead. On the contrary, what does it say? The message is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. This is the message of faith that we proclaim. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. One believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, everyone who believes on him will not be put put to shame, since there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, because the same Lord of all richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be, or will be saved, shall is the King shall James. Shall be saved. <laughs> Dang yep. it. Dang it. Shall be saved. I've memorized a lot of this stuff in the King Jimmy. And so when it boils down to the brass tax, I just used the brass tax a couple times brass in this tax. type of stuff. For some reason, I'm stuck on that terminology. But when it comes down to it, where the rubber meets the road, the reality of Christianity, again, is the fact of while we were still doing whatever the heck we wanted to do, do Christ died for our sins. He called us unto himself and it's not any grace or is it not any works that we can do to earn his merit or favor or grace. But in reality, we just respond to the grace that's already been given we, on God, on, on, like through Jesus. We take the gift and say, thank you. <laughs> it's a gift he's given to us. It's not like we can go, Hey, let me go and mow your grass so I can receive that gift. It wouldn't be a gift at that point. It would be an earnings. earnings. So it's not an earning. It's a gift. And we go, thank you. And, and, and I think the sooner us Christians realize that in terms of not just know it, but we understand it and we love it and we learn it, the fact of when we hear that, we can't do anything else but then love those who are around us. We right. can't do anything else but be kind and but be loving and be forgiving or at least have the mindset of, I know it's really hard. I don't know how to forgive them, but I know I'm called to. I just got to figure this crap out. Right. But I, cause It's hard. It's hard. And, and I'm going to forgive them on the outside, and I might have to have God help me with the inside. Yep. So what all this boils down to in this conversation really should boil down to is how – can we relate or talk to uh, people that are in other religions, this right? That, that believed in other ways. And you kind of mentioned some things, right? Of, of like talking to them and we bring out, you know, the apologetics yeah. and all that. So um, this comes from crosswalk. Uh, and, and this is five things that they say that we should do. Uh, one, respect their decision to believe, right? Mm -hmm. Even if they believe wrong, respect that decision that they have. Um, understand that they are, are understand where, I'm sorry. Understand where they are before telling them where to go. Mm -hmm. Ask questions. Find out what they believe, why they believe, how long they believe, where that belief comes from. Ask a lot of questions. Uh, number three, remember you are not trying to win an argument. You're trying to win a soul, but you're not really trying to win a soul. You just proclaim the gospel hoping God will win the soul mm -hmm. if, you, if you look at it in that, the correct manner and, and context because we don't win any souls uh i know they call it soul winning but we ain't winning nothing it's god that wins it all um number four it's not about removing or disparaging faith hmm. it's about transferring faith right it's trying to show them hey you believe and you already have faith you're just the faith is in the wrong thing the faith is in death right the the way you're believing is in dead works is in dead a dead god is it a fake god and here's the living god that you could take that faith that you already have 
and just apply it to the right context here. Mm-hmm. And number five is just what we're supposed to do, the second greatest commandment, love people, right? Again, and the big thing I want to hit on is the is the number three, right? The the You're not trying to win an argument because so many times in apologetics, I feel like people are having debates because X, Y, and Z, they want to prove somebody else wrong. They want to show somebody their error or their ways because they want to give themselves a pat on the back. I don't know what the reason is. I think he's talking about me. No, I wasn't, but okay. <laughs> But, uh, anyways, but, 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 but those so, conversations, right, the fact the that we want to win, because that's what our, yeah, our nature and so wants. Yeah. Rather than that, we should just be obedient to the Holy Spirit and trust that the Holy Spirit, no matter right, wrong, or indifferent, that whatever the Holy Spirit is leading us to talk about and to say, that he has that in mind of the person that is being spoken to and that they may not agree. We may be planting the seed. We may be just adding a little water. It's God that gives the increase. And we have to keep that in the forethought of our minds when we're having these conversations to make sure we don't put ourselves in between and stifle that growth of whatever the Holy Spirit is doing. We are simply vessels presenting the gospel message, giving a defense for the faith that we have, right? And, and that's what I was going to say, right? Like, be prepared to give it a defense for the faith that you and know, that's for the all, hope that you have. And that's and that's all we're doing, right? We're sharing our story. This is why we believe in, and this is why we believe it's the truth, and this is what God did for us. And brother, sister, I'm hoping that, you know, you see that, that, that God reveals that same truth to you because I love you, and I don't want to see anything happen. And you leave it there, right? And you leave it at the feet of Jesus saying, all right, Jesus, I'm giving you my all and this person my all because I want to love them, and I want to love you with all my heart, my soul, and my mind. And so I'm doing everything that I can, and then the rest is up to you. Yep. And I, and I want to put a challenge out there for us Christians Ooh, as well. Challenge coin. When you talk with most people or, or hear most people's stories about why they walked away from Christianity, why they walked away from, from what, what we would call the faith, a lot of it does not boil down to the teachings that are found inside of the Scripture. They normally boil down to one or two things. One is the problem of pain and evil and suffering. They don't know how to, how to rectify that. Right. But then the other big one is the fact of, well— if, if this is what Christianity is, when they look at the fo- supposedly followers of Jesus, they say, I want nothing to do with it. Mm. They like the message of Jesus. Bunch they of like hypocrites. the teaching. They like the teaching of Jesus, but they're, they, they see the messenger and go, if that's what your faith is, I want nothing to do with it. And so, the challenge for us Christians is the fact of we should not cause anyone to walk away from the faith. Our job is to share the good news and represent our faith well. And if people, you know, see the cross as a stumbling block or foolishness, that's on to them. But they, sh- I mean, the, the only reason why someone should walk away from Christianity is because they don't want to accept the message of Christianity. Sure. Not just because of what they see followers to Jesus doing. And I would also add to that challenge. Don't just clean up the outside. Mm. Don't just present yourself as a good messenger because you don't want somebody to walk away and your inside still be dead because what do you get? What hope do you have then? How are you giving a defense for the hope in what you have when you're dead inside? Yep. Don't, don't be a, a whitewashed tomb. First, you have to change here, right? And, it, and it's not you that's going to change. It's going to be God, but you got to do your part too, right? You got to spend your time with God. You got to pray to God. You got to, you got to learn who God is, learn how to love God. And then you could take that love and share it with others. If you're sharing with the gospel with others, great. I mean, but you're just a sounding gong at that point. And, and really, I'm more concerned about you at that point than what, what you're sharing with these people because you're just as lost as they are. So so I would I would challenge, I would add a challenge to your challenge mm. about making sure your inside is clean before you clean up the outside just to present a message that say, you don't actually believe. Every person is a little bit differently. Or every, every, every person is a little bit different in how they 
relate to their own faith. And, and I'll say that's probably the hardest one for me is the fact mm. that I love to live for the attaboys, the pat on the backs, the good for you, the awards, the accolades. And, and, and I remember talking with David a little bit about it too, um, inside the Facebook group of, you know, it's, it's the, the thing with the Christian faith is yes, there are rewards that we will get one day. Yes, there are intrinsic rewards that we will get. But the mm. thing that's hard with Christianity is when the the troubles of life come, it's very easy to turn your eyes to the storm or what's going on around you or the struggles that you're having rather than like, you know, when you're talking the, the, the old hymn, turn your eyes upon Jesus, mm-hmm. um, where it's, um, all who are all, um, shoot. You talk no, about no light in the darkness. You see there's, there's, Man, I'm I'm having a real hard time pulling the lyrics out of my head, to be honest with you guys. But you know, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full on his wonderful faith, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And the fact of it's so easy for for me to be like Peter and look at the mm. storms and to f- see all the things that are going around in life, and then you know, feel like Jesus pulls me up with his hand and goes, "Oh, you have little faith." And it's like, yeah, I know Jesus. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. But it's so hard to get bogged down in the things and the struggles of the world and the problems that are around you and the, in the day in day and day in and day out life of, you know, parenting and, you know, being a father, uh, being a husband, being an employee, being a worker, being a, this, being a, that there's so many different things we can do. Mm. And that's where the beauty of the local church comes in where the fact of that's why I love Sunday morning worship because it is a rhythm that we're able to put into our lives where it's like, yes, I can focus on Jesus right now. Mm-hmm. And it's a staple. It's, it's a, it's an anchor point. And that's, that's why I have that for me and trying to build those rhythms up. But man, it's, it's not easy sometimes staying in the fight. Yeah. You it's, know what I mean? Well, it's an anchor point, but that's not the end. That's point. not the end point. No, yep. it's just an anchor point, but right. it is hard to stay in the fight. And so, you know, when we're, when we're thinking about all these other different people's faith, sometimes I like to think of look at all these different faiths and have an answer for all of them. But we have to remember, or at least I have to remember the fact of, no, what does it mean to actually be a follower of Jesus? You know, I can't earn, you know, it's like, you know, the song Reckless Love, like I didn't earn it. I don't deserve it. But, you know, Jesus, you gave your life away. And mm-hmm. that just showed the great and grandos, beautiful love that God has for us. And out of response to that, what am I going to do about it? And I think that's, that's, that's the takeaway I have for this mm-hmm. one. Not even about the other religions, but is the fact sure. of being sure in who I am as a Christian and understanding why that's the true path to follow. And then from there, being willing and able to share my story. In yeah, that. definitely. And find, yeah, exactly. Find your identity in Christ. But the only way to find that identity in Christ is to have a relationship with Christ. And if you don't have those times, if you don't spend time with your wife, if you don't spend time with your friend, if you don't spend time with your kids, you're not going to have that relationship. That is what you have to do in order to build a relationship it's not a magical thing where I can go for two hours every once a week and build an actual relationship. That's not a relationship. It's just not. And so uh, you got you to gotta have more into it than that. And, and what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it kind of thing. So I would encourage people. I'd encourage you, Mark, keep pushing forward. Keep striving for that relationship with God. And everything else will be added unto you as far as your, your, your sharing the, the the hope, the faith and hope that you have with others, the giving the answer to, to other religions, uh, to the struggles of life. You may still struggle in life, but at least you'll still have your eyes on the hope. You'll be in the storm, but you'll have your eyes on Christ rather than at the storm itself. So the more time we spend with that, the, the more we can rely upon God to get us through. Time for Fun Facts with February. Ha, 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 ha,
All right, my dude. So we got to end this episode. We've had these people on the air for an hour and a half. I almost stopped Sorry, halfway through. And Sorry, then I was Joe. like, yeah, we can't do That's that. That's right. We got to finish one out. Well, this was a good conversation, was, bro. So thanks for bringing Hopefully some people understand the the the, the power of Christianity and yeah, be able to explain their faith yeah. a little bit more. But before we let them go, we got to give the people what they came for. We, we got to do the thing. Which so, is some fun facts with the fuller. So, so my dude, what you got? Here's the fun fact, especially because we're at an hour and 31 minutes. This is going to really hit home for us. So okay. headphones can increase the bacteria in oh, your ears. Geez, what? Wearing, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Wearing headphones for just an hour could increase the bacteria in your ears by 700 times. So what I'm hearing you say hey, is, uh, so it, since it's been an hour and a half, what is that like? That's like uh, 11,000 times? Close to it, 1,100 yeah. times more since you had your AirPods. And I have my AirPods in my ears yeah. like half the work day, too. And we still got a whole other episode to do, so that's going to be another 700. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so, neat. so what I'm hearing you say is we're going to go upstairs. We're going to get some thieves. We're going to yeah, spray, spray some thieves on our headphones. We're going to get some hand sanitizer for our hands. Maybe do some squirt squirts inside of our ears and just pray for the best. Some squirt squirt in our ears. <laughs> or we can go drink some squirt. That sounds good. Oh, really even yummy. better. You know what even sounds even better than... <laughs> What's all of those that? things. If people would continue the conversation over in the Facebook group, here's the deal, guys. Coming out of this conversation, I would love to hear what you guys have to think about just other religions, other experiences that you've had with sharing, maybe even your own faith with other people in other different faith and cultures and contexts. So if you have a story to share, jump inside the Facebook group. There are literally over a thousand people. Now, if you're introvert, don't be scared. You can hide behind your profile picture. It's really, really easy. You can post anonymously. Yes, you can. Don't abuse it. But either ways, but so make sure you jump in the Facebook group. Keep the conversation going because we would love to interact with you over there as well. Yeah, and don't forget, if you haven't already, check this out on YouTube. Go check us out right now. We have so we many videos. We, I got the little RTC shirt going on. Yeah, here I got right my now old too. Southside swag. But yeah, yeah, check us out. Hit that subscribe button and that bell notification. Ding. So anytime we're on, you, you know. are aware. And just like always, leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts, rating on Spotify or if you are able to rate anywhere, including you can rate us on Facebook. Fun fact, it helps us get into the ears of other listeners just like you. We love you guys. Fuller, thanks for another good conversation, little sweet, my dude. Thanks, you, brother. Love you, buddy. Love you too, buddy. We love you guys as well. So until then, oh, until then, my bad. Until Whoa. next time. Take it easy. Oh, that was bad, my bad. <laughs>